0: On tonight's 10-minute drill, I'm going to be posting a few call-ins that we received over the last few days, along with my responses as well, so stay tuned for that. Let's get right into it here. First call-in up is the colf about the Minnesota Timberwolves. Let's hear what the
1: colf has to say. Josh, AJ, it's the colf here. Calling in about the Minnesota Timberwolves, I like what these guys are doing with Towns, Wiggins, Jimmy Butler coming across there on that blockbuster draft night trade gives them, you know, definitely a big three-trio there. But very, very smart moves, bringing in veteran leadership. I'll say that again, veteran leadership. Taj Gibson and Jeff Teague, the perfect tonic to help the young guys out, combined in there with Jimmy Butler. I think, yeah. You know, There are some interesting pieces there. They just need to uh, get these pieces to mesh. I I see Gibson bringing good value and Jeff Teague, that quality toughness, that veteran leadership at the point guard. I definitely see the Minnesota Timberwolves being a playoff team and winning 50 games plus. Um, It'll take them a while to figure it out, but they'll be fine.
0: Colfman, as always, thanks for the call. And I gotta say, I completely agree. I think this Minnesota Timberwolves team is a playoff team. I know Josh disagrees with me on this fact. He doesn't think they fit well together. But exactly like you said, the Jeff Teague and Taj Gibson really bring to the Timberwolves what this team really needed especially Jimmy Butler I think. Jimmy Butler I mentioned it yesterday. I think he is going to be more of the closer for this team so I think he brings a huge aspect to this because like I said they lost a ton of games last year that they had been leading at some point in the game by double digit points and when you get guys that are experienced like Jimmy Butler like Jeff Teague. They bring that veteran presence. They're going to be able to close out those games and not relinquish huge leads like the Timberwolves did last year. I think Andrew Wiggins is going to learn A lot from Jimmy Butler, and I think that's going to be a great combo for them. So, do I think they could have improved a little bit more on the shooting front? Yes, and maybe they still maybe they still can, and maybe they still will uh, try to bolster up the bench a little bit, get some more shooting, maybe one or two knockdown shooters, and make their bench a little bit deeper than what it is right now. But I think, especially with the Jazz losing Hayward, I think this team is a playoff team that's that is gonna come in. You know, a lot of people thought they were gonna be a playoff team last year with Carl Towns, Wiggins, and Chris Dunn, Zach Levine, but that didn't pan out the way people thought it would. But now I think Jimmy Butler, Andrew Wiggins, Carl Towns, I think they have a very solid starting five, and I think they are most definitely looking forward to go looking at going to the playoffs. So next up, let's hear what Chris has to say about the shift of power from in the Compared to the West and the East. Hey, what's
2: up, guys? Just wanted to chime in here. It is amazing how the power just shifted to the West, even though it's already there. With Paul George moving, uh, well, Chris Paul's already in the West, um, and uh, who else am I forgetting? Uh, who, else, who else am I? Forgetting? Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler moving over there. Um, That is crazy. The East got just—I mean, Cavs and Celtics—and really, Cavs are going to be the favorites. Probably they—they got a. I saw this meme of LeBron having like a red carpet walk, and the Warriors have like this like three hundred type battle from the movie. um, Which leaves uh, where the
0: Pistons going to be at. Hopefully, they can make an eight seed. Chris, thanks for the call. And like your memo on that call-in says, the West is a gauntlet. And exactly like you talked about, Jimmy Butler Jimmy Butler goes from East to West. Paul George goes from East to West. Paul Millsap goes from East to West. This is 25% of last year's Eastern Conference All-Star team is now in the Western Conference. And Carmelo Anthony looks like he could be on his way if the... Knicks end up buying him out. Maybe he ends up in Houston or maybe he ends up in Cleveland. But either way, he could be another superstar that makes the move from east to west. Now, you saw one superstar in Gordon Hayward go from west to east. But it doesn't really bolster up that much. You still, the east is going to be, exactly like you said, you look at the playoff teams. It's going to be the Cavs and the Celtics. And the Cavs are going to be favored. I completely agree with you on that. But you have the Cavs, the Celtics, the Raptors. The Bucks are gonna be very good again next year. The Wizards. And then I think you're looking at the Sixers, the Hornets, and maybe your Pistons can sneak into that eight seed. I think the eight seed is really what's gonna be up for grabs. Maybe the Heat can get in there after re-signing Dion Waiters today. So they look like they could be moving forward in the potential waiters and white side. But I think the Pistons, they really have a shot. You know, it'll be interesting to see. They've said they'll match any offer for KCP. So let's see if KCP signs an offer sheet out there. But either way, I think he's going to stay in Detroit. They drafted Luke Kennard, who is who is solid. Tobias Harris is very underrated. So I think the Pistons could, I mean, they had a solid year last year, not great, but they could sneak into the eight seed. And let's be honest, all these superstars moving west is good news for these teams that are going to be fighting for the bottom of the Eastern Conference playoffs, and I think the Pistons are going to be one of those teams. So maybe they will make your NBA season next year and sleek into the playoffs. It wouldn't surprise me to see them be the team that grabs the eight seed. Kevin called in with his thoughts on Gordon Hayward signing with the Boston Celtics and really what that means for the future of the Jazz. So let's listen to what Kevin has to say about Hayward and the Jazz.
2: Hey, uh, uh I, I I didn't want to ruin AJ's feelings or uh, any of the people who um or the game time guru. I didn't want to inter you know intervene, but I, I kind of saw this coming. I just I just thought the Danny Ainge Hayward relationship was too good to be true, and I knew he was going to be a Celtic. I just had, I had a feeling with the IT Isaiah Thomas was a big influence. I think on this too, and I just had a feeling. I'm sorry that any Jazz fan out there. I'm not a Celtics fan either, but I, I just I just had a bad feeling with Hayward. He, he just seemed more trending towards Boston, even after that four hour meeting in Utah. But uh hey don't 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 be don't be mad at Utah. You still got some good pieces left, I think. And Rudy Gobert could be your future, and I think he is, so you guys could challenge for another four or five C, maybe a six C next next season. Hey, who knows? We might play you in the first round or second round of the playoffs as a Spurs fan. So we'll see you next year.
0: Kevin, thanks for the call, thanks for listening and you're right, I'm not really surprised that Gordon Hayward ends up making his way to Boston, I think it might have been more wishful thinking on my end for him to stay in Utah because I thought Utah was on the up and up, they could have offered him more money and I thought Utah would have improved next year with him So, but I'm not surprised that he goes to the Celtics, you know, obviously the Brad Stevens connection is there, I think Isaiah Thomas and Al Horford were a big part of it and Hayward's been in the league for seven years now, so he wants to win the championship and he saw what the Celtics had, did, had done last year made the Eastern Conference Finals. Maybe he thinks he's the missing piece and they can go there and win a championship. But as for the Jazz I, I gotta say I don't, I'm not as high on the future for them as you are. I, I do agree that Rudy Gobert is a very solid player. And now there are some rumors that the Jazz may be able to get a sign-and-trade with the Celtics. Sign Gordon Hayward, trade him to the Celtics for maybe Jay Crowder or maybe Marcus Smart, someone like that. Maybe they can get two guys. But I think that would behoove the Jazz because I think, obviously, Hayward's going to leave. You might as well see if you can get something in return for him. But, you know, the Celtics have... Or no, I'm sorry, not the Celtics. The Jazz have the young pieces. Obviously, we talked about Gobert. Donovan Mitchell, who they just got in the draft, is a young athletic guard that I think is going to be good here. But, you know, I think they brought in Ricky Rubio. He's not really a scoring point guard. They brought him in to pair with Gordon Hayward because he would have turned more scoring duties over to Gordon Hayward. You saw last year Hayward and Hill were the two guys that they turned to for scoring. And now Hayward and Hill both find themselves on other teams. So I don't really think the Jazz are going to end up making the playoffs next year because you look at what other teams in the West have done. The Nuggets got better. The Timberwolves I talked about already, they got better. So I think it's going to be a long road ahead for the Jazz, and I think they could be out of the playoffs for a few years. But you never know. Maybe they can go out and make a splash and sign another free agent or work something with this sign-and-trade. So, Kevin, thanks again for the call. Thanks for listening. As always, thanks for listening. If you have anything you want to hear Josh and I talk about or maybe you want to get our thoughts on, let us know. Call into the station or hit us up on Twitter at 10 Minute Drill. Fantasy football season is right around the corner and Josh and I always love talking about that. So thanks again for listening. Have a good night.